the galaxy is facing an unstoppable threat. Ronan could destroy us all. The Guardians are our last chance. You're welcome. I come from Earth. We protect the weak. I will fight beside you. I'm a warrior and a weapon. She's hot. I'm Quit smiling. She's supposed to be a professional. I will destroy your world. You gotta go through us! We're the guardians of the galaxy. Guardians of the galaxy. That's for if you want to blow up moons. No one's blowing up moons. I just want to suck the joy out of everything. Go now to Fandango to see an extended look. What Groot is trying to tell you is, you should check out this week's episode of the Couch Potato Podcast as we dive into Guardians of the Galaxy, coming up now. Yay! Welcome back to the Couch Potato Podcast. Lucas, how's it going, man? Russ, it is always a goddamn pleasure, my friend. Likewise. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to do this episode last night. Uh, stomach bug running through the house, but I told myself... If Lucas can do an episode fighting through COVID, I can do one with a stomach bug. So here I am. I, I can't believe I'm an inspiration for. <laughs> I know. I decided that like I'm not gonna be the fucking pussy of this this show. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna tough it out. <laughs> yeah, I I survived COVID. What's your problem? Stomach bugs, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, uh, have a special guest on this uh, episode. Uh, our producer, Adam is on with us. Adam, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, how are you gentlemen? You guys doing good besides the stomach flu? Oh yeah, we're doing well at Lucas. Uh, well, I didn't have the stomach flu, but I had White Castle, so I also had the shits. It's pretty much the same thing. That's the, that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was it, worth it though. It was really good. That's the voluntary stomach flu. Except it smells worse. <laughs> Truth. Um, well, uh, this episode, getting away from bowel movements, uh, this episode, uh, <laughs> we decided to delve into the comic book world because if I'm not mistaken, Lucas, you got a couple of text messages from our friends I asking, did. asking us when we were going to do a comic book movie, which I find a little offensive that I, I, these are mutual friends of ours, but yet they never contacted me about it. Well, I'm a, you're going to have to take that up with sir, but, uh. Uh, yeah, he uh, he got a hold of me. It was like, uh, when are you guys going to do Marvel? Um, and I said, you know, I don't know. I'll figure it out. And uh, here we are doing Marvel. And he's obviously been very excited about it. I'm sure. But, uh, you know, next time one of our mutual friends asks us what we're going to do, like, you can always contact me, too. I, f- I feel like I'm a very easygoing person that you could talk to. It's not like <laughs> I just give off that combative vibe. Are you even a part of this podcast? Are Probably not. I fuck. I don't know. I just paid for all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but uh, today we're doing Guardians of the Galaxy, so I'm kind of excited for this one. Such a great movie. This is actually uh, this is my mom's favorite Marvel movie and one of her favorite movies of all time. Oh wow! Uh, I can already tell your mom listens to or watches more movies than my mom does. My mom has never watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, you take that up with her. (laughs) Um, For those of you that haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, which you've had plenty of time, it's been, what, seven years almost? Um, 
The movie is about a group of intergalactic criminals that must work together to stop a fanatical warrior's plan to conquer the universe with the use of a powerful orb, which is an infinity stone for us, you Marvel fans out there. Um, so, uh, I, we usually start off with like a talking point, but I kind of wanted to go with the tail of the tape first because I have a really good one that we can talk about, and it kind of... Oh kind of we need to do the tail of the tape first to get into it so sounds good um this was released on august the 1st 2014 uh it stars chris pratt zoe saldana dave batista lee pace karen gillen and the voices of bradley cooper as rocket raccoon and vin diesel as groot uh directed by james gunn a rotten tomatoes score of 92 percent from both audiences and critics People like mm. this movie. And then the box office worldwide was $772 million. So this was a big, big hit for them. Yeah. Um, Adam, what's your opinion of this movie? I uh, I really like it. Like, uh, before um, it came out, I really wasn't a big fan of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I mean, I heard of Guardians of the Galaxy, but... It was one of those, like, fringe Marvel comics that I never really got into. I was more of a mainstream, like, you know, I like Spider-Man, I like the Hulk. But after this movie came out, I actually uh, picked up a couple of the comics and read them just because uh, it was such a good movie. Mm -hmm. Russ, what about you, buddy? Well, this is kind of like the talking point I was talking about. Um, Before that, though, uh, when I heard they were doing this movie, I thought, like, what the fuck? They're doing a movie about a talk with a talking tree a raccoon and like, it's just like a space movie. And it's to me, this just sounded like a disaster waiting to happen. But then they launched that first trailer and I was like, I'm fucking in sold. Um, yeah. That well, trailer was great. Yeah. It was weird seeing Chris Pratt, like not as like a fat dumpy idiot. <laughs> he was on yeah. parks and rec. Right. Um, but, uh, that was my question. Uh, what, made like I essentially consider the Guardians of the Galaxy before this movie I would say they're probably C-list Marvel characters I mean I never heard of any of these people before this and I mean you had to be like a really big comic book nerd no offense to you guys out there to know who these guys are Mark (laughs) he doesn't listen anymore anyway so um (laughs) Uh, so but my question is, um, how did a movie with C-list characters become such a huge hit? I mean, what do you think, Lucas? Uh, to me, it a big part of this movie is the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So if the soundtrack wasn't as great, the movie's not as great, right. in my opinion. So I think the soundtrack had a lot to do with it. Um, I know just from doing a little bit of research that Chris Pratt did a lot of ad-libbing in this. And he's he's hilarious. He's and I know most people wouldn't maybe not agree with me, but I think he's a comedic genius. Some of the stuff that he does is just absolutely hilarious. So I I think I I think between that, it's got a good bad guy. Um, Well, I beg to differ, but go ahead. Well, (laughs) he's necessary to the overall like Thanos story because of the. Uh, Infinity Stone. So you got to have somebody who's kind of a lower level mm-hmm. bad guy, you know, underneath the big bad, kind of like Loki was. 
now he's not on the level of Loki as a bad right. guy, but um, right. I just think overall between the soundtrack and the cast, which, you know, you and I are wrestling fans. And, you know, when I heard Batista was in this movie, I'm like, what the, what the fuck? Yeah, see, that's another thing, too. I'm like, they got, like, when they cast a wrestler, unless your name is Dwayne Johnson, that typically is not a good sign. Right. I mean, yeah. I like, I love Roddy Piper. I love Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, sure. But none of those guys <laughs> scream like Oscar winning actor, at least decent. But, and I, like, after I seen it cast him, I'm like, oh man, this is just getting worse. He's one of the best parts of the movie. Too. Yeah, I, I, mean, I agree. Like, he's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I have like five points. Um, Lucas, you touched on a couple of them too. Uh, but Adam, I wanted to hear your input on this first before I went into my my list. Okay, well, I mean, the reason why I think it's such a, uh, a good Marvel movie is um, all of the characters in it, uh, they seem real. Like, one of the conversations I have with a lot of people is, like, what makes a superhero good and what makes them boring. And one of the biggest things that pops up is Batman versus Superman. Batman's a broken human being. Superman is just, he's the perfect guy, you know, and that was, that's what makes him boring. Well, these guys, they're all relatable. I mean, we're probably not all criminals or whatever, but they're more human than just a Superman, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest things. And uh, also, like, this movie is the glue to all of the other Marvel movies where... Um, you have the Infinity Stone, you have Thanos, you have the Collector, and it's that building block to the inevitable end, mm-hmm. or in this case, the end game. But um, oh, I think, that, but uh, I think that's why it's such a great Marvel movie, and it has it has that Marvel um, formula. It, it has the MacGuffin, it has the bad guy, it has the uh, the the good guys that you can relate to, and just like Lucas was saying, it has a great soundtrack. <laughs> it does. Um, my my five points is, um, like, I think why this became such a success was, uh, first off, Marvel had already established itself leading up to it. You had Iron the Iron Man series, Captain America had come out, uh, Thor had come out, you had the Avengers, they got together. So you had that leading up to it, so people had already bought into that brand. Um the trailer, like we talked about, like that trailer, like sold it for me. Like I had no desire to see this at all till I seen that trailer. And then like, I remember I talked to a friend of ours and I said, this movie's going to fucking rock after I seen that. You know, I don't remember the trailer. I'm going to have, I'm going to have to watch it when we're done here. Um, I remembered it. So I remember, uh, before I watched the movie the other night, I watched the trailer on YouTube and I'm like, fuck that trailer still is awesome. Still awesome mm-hmm. trailer. Um, you said the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack is part of the charm of the movie. Like now, like certain songs, like whenever I hear Hooked on a Feeling or uh, even like the Jackson 5 song that's in it, uh, I'm probably going to get s- slayed for this later. But whenever I think I hear those songs now, I think of Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think of them as like a Jackson 5 song or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's also like – uh, what Adam was talking about, the humanity of it. Mm-hmm. We can all relate to Quill. Like, at least for me, music is, is an emotional thing for me. Right. So, you know, with his mom dying, 
you know, and he, you know, kind of threw himself into music. I can relate to like, you know, not necessarily with the death, but for emotional purposes, I can relate to the music Mm -hmm. part of it. Um, Then I I also had the cast. They, they cast this movie perfectly. I can't, absolutely. I can't think of anybody that I would change in this. I mean, like, I know you really liked Ronan. I'm not a big fan of his, but like, I can't see anything wrong with the actor. I just, I think the, it's written kind of poorly. Mm. And then yeah. uh, I thought the film delivered on that trailer. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a movie that has an awesome trailer, then the movie fucking sucks. Like Suicide Squad, which James Gunn's involved in the sequel. I thought that trailer for Suicide Squad was great, but that movie fucking sucks. <laughs> I mean, it does. Let's call it how we see it. Um, I also kind of think, too, that they kind of reset the formula for the Marvel movies after this came out. Um, they seem to be a lot more lighthearted mm-hmm. after they came out. It seemed like they tried to incorporate more comedy into it. I mean, like Iron Man was kind of like a wise ass, you know, wisecracking superhero. Then you had the more serious Thor and Captain America. And they might interject a little bit of humor into it, but they really went a lot more towards the humorous side with this. And they seem to put that into more of the movies later on. So yeah, it kind of reset the formula for it a little bit too. Yeah. And um, after I got, I finished watching it, I, I just got to thinking like, I really wish that the Star Wars sequels, this, these should have been the Star Wars sequels, the Guardians movies. Yeah, yeah the, I agree. Yeah, yeah, this is what the I'm Star Wars agree. sequel should have been. How, how you mean? Well, no, just like, they're fun movies. Star Wars is a fun, at least the original three. That was a fun series of movies. And then they went into the prequels, which were kind of poorly. They, they were boring. I mean, they had some aspects that were really good. And then I think once Disney got a hold of them, they kind of became a train wreck. They were kind of like uh, uh, trying to revitalize the old fan base, I think. And they were trying to make retro movies, which didn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, they, it just didn't work. Yeah, I think Guardians and even when uh, Firefly, they did the Serenity movie to uh, kind of finish off that that story. Those were like the Star Wars movies that I wanted. And we didn't get yeah. them. Well, maybe in the future, huh? Since they're going to make, you know, 74 more because it's a cash cow because kids love love Star Wars. <laughs> they do, although I think they should maybe give it a little bit. Oh, I'm sure they will. I mean, hell, maybe this, maybe one of the Disney executives listens to our podcast and will be like, you know what? I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get James Gunn for <laughs> Star Wars Episode Ten. Either that, or I'm gonna throw a boatload of cash towards Lucas, their producer Adam, and that fucking other guy that's on the show too. Maybe <laughs> whatever his name. <laughs> yeah, is. whatever that guy's name is, <laughs> and we'll get them to write the new Star Wars movie. I'll be producer Adam for Star Wars. I don't care. Well, nah, shit, I name. bet you would, because that thing's going to make a billion dollars no matter how shitty it is. Right. I'm just going to be like the the fucking assistant to the assistant caterer. <laughs> hey, that's an important job. People got to eat. That's right. Oh, uh, Mr. Hamill, do you need more soup with that? <laughs> All right. So, I mean, like, I think those are pretty valid points on why I this became a hit because like it's kind of shocking how successful this movie was even yeah with all those you know all those ingredients sprinkled in like it's still shocking that 
this was one of the biggest hits of 2014. It's it's I mean it's a great movie. I really love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean uh, it's most people that I know that watch the Marvel series. It's easily in their top five. It's in my top five. Mm-hmm. I mean it's one of the ones that like I I find myself whenever I catch it on TV like okay, here's a scene. I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna watch this for like the next 20 minutes. Yeah, I haven't watched this in like I I normally watch the movies before, but I've been kind of busy, you know, baby on the way and all that stuff. No one gives um, a fuck about that, Lucas, except for us. <laughs> People listening right now don't care. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> fuck that kid. No, they um, we've actually we've got a secret uh GoFundMe set up. You're going to your baby's going to get some nice stuff. No, s- sweet. Our listeners um, have round, like collected enough money to get you a diaper genie. Thanks everybody. <laughs> Twenty five dollars. It's, it's um, Couch Potato brand. That's right. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. It's just in the shape of a potato. Actually, I think it is a potato, an actual potato. Um, all right. Well, uh, now that we've touched on that, uh, let's get into the William Somerset Research Corner. Uh, I got a few things here. I know Lucas, uh, you've got some stuff you want to contribute to. Adam, did you bring some notes for this? Uh, I have a little bit of uh, uh, notes for it, but uh, not a lot. Okay. Well, you know, I, I brought five or six. I, I okay. just pull them out of my sack. <laughs> oh, um, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joel Edgerton, Jensen Eccles, or Eccles, the, the guy from uh, Supernatural, uh, Eddie Redmayne, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, John Krasinski, and Aaron Paul were all among those who auditioned for the role of Star-Lord. I can't see uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad as Star-Lord. Sorry. Science, bitch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now, I thought this was kind of interesting. Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, H. John Benjamin, Charteau Copley, and David Tennant were considered to voice Rocket Raccoon. Okay. I could see Sandler doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm actually, and I was thinking about this when you were naming the cast. I'm actually surprised at how well I like Bradley Cooper as Rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Um, I just like I feel like Bradley Cooper is is like that, that handsome, more serious guy. Mm-hmm. But he's fucking hilarious as. A shit-talking raccoon. Well, Rocket, oh, yeah. like, Rocket's my dude in these movies. Like, I love Rocket Raccoon, so. Yeah. yeah. And you could have easily I, fucked that up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely could. I always had the uh, the question, um, why didn't Vin Diesel or um, Bradley Cooper ever, like, join them on any, like, talk shows or anything? Does anybody know? I think it's just because, like, they just do the voices and that's it. Like, Chris I, Pratt... And uh, Zoe Saldana are the stars, and maybe maybe it's just one of those things where like Vin Diesel already had the Fast and Furious series, so he's already like a big star anyway. Yeah. Same with Bradley Cooper, so it's like I don't really need to take the spotlight away from them. Maybe yeah, maybe it. it was like a spotlight thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I just feel like they're part of the team, and they were never there. <laughs> yeah. I it might, I think it's just one of those like hey let the spotlight beat on like Chris Pratt and Dave Bautista yeah. and Zoe and all them. I could be wrong. Maybe they were just like super fucking difficult. And, like you know I don't need to promote <laughs> this movie. I already got my check. 
Right. Well, well, Vin Diesel has made six thousand four hundred and eighty-three Fast and Furious movies. So, uh, I haven't seen that many of them yet. But now you've given me something to do for the rest of the month. How much they got paid actually uh, touches on one of mine. Is uh, Bradley Cooper told Howard Stern that he was paid more for voicing Rocket in this movie than starring in Silver Linings Playbook and The Hangover combined. Wow. <laughs> the, the first Hangover, or two and three. <laughs> the first hangover. Okay, I was going to say, because I'm pretty sure that I would have had to have gotten a substantial pay raise to do those two movies. Well, I mean, the second hangover and the third hangover are also just the hangover, just worse. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, the third one's got John Goodman in it, but that doesn't really improve anything. Um, Vin Diesel recorded I Am Groot in 15 different languages, so his real voice could be used in the film all around the world. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, this version of the Guardians is based on the 2008 comics. The original team from the uh, 1968 Marvel debut features none of the characters from the team. See, I wouldn't know that. I didn't. I didn't read the comics. I, you know, I saw that, but like, I, I was even having trouble pronouncing some of the names from them. So that's why I didn't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> we are professionals. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I already butcher names as it is. I'm not trying to butcher a name on purpose and just get like some of our more serious comic book fans like lighting bags of dog shit on my front porch. Uh, uh, well, actually, that is uh, <laughs> not correct. And then my final fact is uh, it took James Gunn, the director, less than one minute into Chris Pratt's audition to decide that he was the one he wanted to play Star-Lord makes you kind of think that he already had a good idea yeah i mean it, it probably like yeah I, I kind of want someone like that and then like we came in an audition like you kind of know yeah yeah lucas what do you have um so when i try to do my facts i try to do something like you know a little outside the box so like kind of weird shit that you wouldn't really think to research is this the one um, where dave batista requested like 10 boxes of popsicles in his trailer each day <laughs> is that true <laughs> no it's not but that would have been fucking awesome but you said outside the box that's what i was expecting oh zoe saldana eats sushi during, I bet, well she probably does during the set breaks <laughs> um so here's like so ronin ship is fifteen thousand nine hundred and ninety four feet long so it's like what was it like eleven or fifteen uh, Empire State buildings on top of each other? Damn! Could you imagine that fucking thing coming at your planet? Mm -hmm. So what you're telling us is Ronan had a big ass ship. He did. He was compensating for that something. ship. That ship big as fuck. <laughs> big motherfucking ship. I'm what else do you got, man? Um, the three, <laughs> the three lights on the uh, Xandar armor. Represent the three sons of Xandar. Okay. Um, the soundtrack, as we've touched on, is really great. It's the first soundtrack to reach number one on the Billboard charts without an original song in really? history. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, I saw uh, Jason Momoa was actually originally supposed to be Drax. I, you know, I seen that and I was going to put it in there and I opted not to. That's, that was a, that's a very interesting one. 
Yeah, you know it's funny. He's like he he backed out of it because he didn't want to be typecast as a big guy just doing superhero movies, mm-hmm. and then he fucking did Aquaman. Yeah. So he did exactly what he didn't want to do. Yeah. Well, you know that paycheck, that paycheck yeah. comes a calling. Well, I I don't know about you guys, but I loved him as Aquaman. He's a good Aquaman. Um, and then. Uh, my last fact, uh, the Baby Groot dance at the end, mm-hmm. that was actually uh, James Gunn doing the dancing. Oh, was and it? it? And then it was put in the CGI. Huh. Okay. I did not know that either. Thank you for those. I actually did not know those. I didn't even see those in my research. Sweet. Adam, what do you have? Well, uh, aside from the uh, Bradley Cooper fact that I gave earlier, um, uh, one of mine was that uh, James Gunn had confirmed uh, via Twitter that uh, Peter Quill's ship from the film is named Milano after Alyssa Milano, Peter Quill's uh, childhood crush. thought that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. She uh, is, if she were president, she would have been Abraham Lincoln. So. <laughs> Touche. Uh, and I uh, saw uh, that Chris Pratt um, had ad-libbed a lot of uh physical humor in the movie a couple of scenes that were ad-libbed were um him uh flipping the bird uh that was ad-libbed into the movie mm, that's and, a classic uh, scene from the trailer too yeah i was yeah. gonna say that's that i remember that from the trailer <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes uh and then but that's that's for another uh portion of the podcast uh but then uh he also uh, ad-libbed dropping the orb um when they're meeting with the collector uh, when he pulls it out of the bag and, uh, he decided to do it, uh, without, uh, James Gunn's permission and then ask forgiveness later. I thought that was pretty, uh, that is my life's credo. (laughs) (laughs) Do it and ask for forgiveness later. Yes. Don't ask for permission. Ask for forgiveness. Uh, that's pretty much all I had. Like I said, I didn't, uh, research a whole bunch for this movie. So, uh, but I did think that, um, Chris Pratt's ad libs were really interesting. And mm-hmm. That's what makes him such a great, uh, great comedic actor. Sounds like uh, Adam is uh, playing my role today. I did, you know, I did a little bit of research. Before. I did a little bit. I didn't do much. I expect <laughs> you to do most of the heavy lifting. I'm just here so you have somebody to talk to. <laughs> yeah, those were good ones, guys. Really, I like, like uh, especially like the soundtrack thing. Like, I never never knew that like i knew the soundtrack went to number one but i didn't know that it like didn't like it was the first soundtrack to not have anything original i thought i would have figured something would have been number one before that yeah Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy and then uh another thing like that uh my mom she owns both the soundtrack you know volume one and volume two Mm -hmm. she listens to them all the time like that was one of their requests for her birthday she wanted one of the soundtracks so Way to go, Mom. Oh, yeah. Good choice, Mom. Um, now, uh, have we decided we're going to stick with the uh, the name of the best scene category, the award? Uh, that's what I have it written down as. All right. Is so. that still, still looking good? Still looking good. All right. Well, uh, the I Drink Your Milkshake <laughs> award for the best scene of the movie. Um, as you... Uh, those of you that listen to us, I usually come up with five and then I'll ask for some extras if anyone has them. Uh, I have um, the scene where uh, at the be- beginning when Quill comes to uh, 
Morag to steal the orb. And he's doing the yeah. dancing to come and get your love and kicking those little fucking demon dinosaurs. Yeah, and he grabs one, starts singing with it. I just thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> um, the second one I have is the uh, introduction to Rocket and Groot, where they uh, basically Star Lord, Gamora, and Rocket, and they're all fighting for the orb and the right to take Quill in to get to collect the bounty. Thought that was really cool. Um, was it 40 million units or 40,000? Yeah, 40,000. 40, yeah, 40, um, and then uh, when the Guardians uh, break out of the prison, oh, that's yeah. a really good yeah. scene. Uh, especially like when Rocket like wants the leg, the guy's leg, and it turns out he doesn't even fucking need it. And then <laughs> even when they try to have a, a, a really solid plan, group fucks everything up and just does everything backwards. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck, we'll improvise. I just love that. Um, I, as uh, you that listen to us know, I love a, a montage, love a montage scene. And the, uh, the scene where they're, uh, trying to concoct the plan to defeat Ronan and then like it's cherry bombs playing in the background. Oh yeah. And then like you see mm-hmm. rocket as he's coming out and he has to adjust his crotch for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's that James Gunn humor. In mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And then, uh, of course I have like basically from the battle scene towards the end. Uh, has some really good stuff. Like, uh, I love the, uh, when Drax is telling everybody, like, he's grateful for their friendship. He says, uh, tells Peter he's grateful for his friendship. And then he calls, uh, Groot the dumb tree and he calls Gamora the green whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. And then of course you, at the end when like Drax is cleaning his knife, like you see baby Groot dancing and then like, yeah, you turn to look at him. Scene. I was like, I thought that was kind of funny too. Uh, so those are my five scenes. Uh, you guys got anything you want to add? or? Yeah, uh, I have a couple. Um, one of my favorite scenes is, of course, uh, We Are Groot. It's uh, it's one of the most uh, heartfelt scenes, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like the dance-off to save the universe. Yeah. Excellent scene. Um, and uh, I think you touched on all of my favorite scenes, too. I really like that prison break scene. Now, the scene where he has the dance-off, he calls Ronan something that's like a turd, a turd <laughs> goblin or something. <laughs> something like that. I I'm trying know. to distract you, you big turd something what the hell did he say yeah and i actually i had it written down as one of my favorite quotes but then i deleted it for something else <laughs> yeah it was fucking I'm gonna, hilarious i'm gonna look up and see what it is all right uh for me i since it's a montage sequence uh and it's the scene i always think of when i think of the movie it's the uh the cherry bomb sequence where they're trying to concoct the plan that's where you got everybody involved yeah. uh, everybody's like kind of contributing something to the plan and and yeah, um, like Rocket adjusting himself for some odd reason. That's my I, uh, favorite scene of the movie. I I think just really when they're on the kiln, the prison, mm-hmm. the whole like that whole scene from when they get there. That's you know, actually the, I thought about putting that in there too because that whole sequence from when the time they enter is really good too. Yeah, yeah. So like the whole kiln scene for me. Uh, that's my favorite scene. Mm-hmm. You know, from when they're when he's calling him a bunch of a holes and um, Rocket has that weird line where he calls says Quills their booty because this oh. is our booty. I remember yeah. I seen that in the theaters opening night and the whole fucking crowd lost it when he said that. It's like I don't think that's what he means, guys. But okay, we'll go with it. 
double entendre. Yeah. Everybody's a bunch of children just laughing. Right. Booty. Adam, what do you got, man? Uh, well, um, what are we doing now? I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Drunk? Is this fucking Fuck. amateur hour? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Best scene. Best scene. Uh, well, I added a couple uh, earlier, but uh, did you forget I those the, two? <laughs> I think the best scene would be "We Are Groot." <laughs> I, I like. I really like that scene, just because it it, it shows that they uh, they came together finally, uh, even though they like all fought with each other the entire movie, mm-hmm. and they're finally a team. And then Groot saves them all. I, I really like that scene. Yeah, that does get you in the feels a little bit when like Groot's they. Like, basically rockets feel like you're gonna die yeah and, well, and, and he does because it's confirmed later on by james gunn that the uh the group from there on out is the son of Groot. it's not actually yeah. Groot. Groot is dead right that's when we get the adorable baby Groot in part two which is the precursor to baby yoda from the mandalorian oh uh, no baby Groot was a big thing there for a while yeah he was like yeah. the fucking shit for a while then like Baby Yoda stole all of his thunder. True. I know it was a million years ago, but it was, I'm distracting you, you turd blossom. That's there it. There it is, turd blossom. <laughs> yeah, see, I thought that was really good. And, like, I wanted to put it in there, but like, I tried to incorporate like a little bit of a scene, like a, a line from like a, most of the main characters, so I have Quill saying something else. But That's because you're a goddamn professional, Russ. I am. I'm paying attention to what I'm doing. You're not fucking forgetting like Adam over here. Adam's like still watching the fucking last like 40 minutes of uh, CBS 48 hours for this week. <laughs> Come on, Paplaw, get your shit together. I'm trying hey, to figure out what he said. Turd blossom. Hey, I'll clue you in on what happens on that 48 hours. The guy murdered his wife for the insurance and he got caught in the story. <laughs> um, So like, I, I don't know, like it's the first time we've had like multiple people. I We've split the vote. Like, each one of us has a different favorite scene? Yeah, seems like it. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, there's a split, although we're just going to consider the cherry bomb scene the winner because it's mine. Um, oh. <laughs> well, you're the host, so rules, you, huh? yeah. you, you, you get two votes. All right. I'll just bring the, the first lady of the Couch Potato podcast in here to break the tiebreaker. There you okay. go. Um, That'll work. But uh, next uh, category is the... King Kong ain't got shit on me. Best quote of the movie. Um, my five is uh, I am Groot, which of course is like the, you know, the line from the movie that everybody remembers. Mm-hmm. Um, I also liked Rocket saying a bunch of jackasses standing in a circle when they come <laughs> together. Like they yeah. all decide like, okay, we're, we may die for this, but this needs to happen. Yeah, that's right before your uh, cherry bomb scene, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it when, uh, basically they're trying to <laughs> try to like, they're yeah. trying to explain like Drax is literal. Like he doesn't believe in, like he doesn't understand metaphors. Yeah. And then he comes back with that. I think that's great. Um, when, uh, Quill says to Ronan, he says, you said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy, which I'm always a sucker for when they put the line, the movie title into a, a line like that. Yeah. And then uh, my last one is uh, kind of a, a dark horse, but uh, you got those cute little buggers like this one. I like to stick them in a row on my control console from Yondu. I fucking love that scene. <laughs> it cracks me up every time. And they call back to it later on too, which is awesome. 
Yeah, because he actually does. Yeah, he has all these little like glass they call figurines, knickknacks on there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys got? Um, the only one different that I have from you. So I had um, all of those. All of um, them. Uh, I had at least four of them. I had four of them that were all mm. um, that were the same. Um, two other ones I had uh, when Quill is like trying to seduce Gamora out on the balcony, and she goes, "I know who you are, Peter Quill, and I am not some starry-eyed waif." <laughs> Uh, to succumb to your your pelvic sorcery. Oh damn! I forgot all like I forgot all about that one. That one would have been in my my picks too. I fucking love that line. That's, That's how I end up with a second child. That's a <laughs> <laughs> pelvic sorcery. And then uh, there's a uh, I I'm trying to remember the scene completely but there's the part where Groot or not Groot uh, Rocket's like you're making me beat up grass <laughs> that was pretty fucking hilarious I think it's when uh, they wanted to go help um, Quill yeah it is out in space yeah yeah and uh, Rocket just wanted to run away and collect his money mm-hmm. so those were the only two different ones I had from you well I get to go last, and uh, so everybody else took all of my favorite quotes. <laughs> but oh, wow. I do have one. Uh, mine was at the end when they're talking to um, uh, the police uh, at the end, and they're like, well, uh, it's Rocket. He's like, well, what if I want it more than the other person? Can I take it then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's stealing. That's illegal. And then Drax is like, what if someone does something irksome? And I decide to remove his spine. It's like, no, that's murder. That's one of the most heinous crimes of all time. It's also illegal. <laughs> <laughs> this one was like uh, Office Space last our last episode. It was tough to pick five. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. So I just kind of like try to get the best of each character. Uh, so what wins? I mean, like, well, let me put it to you like this, like. I think we all know it wins because it's pretty much the line that's synonymous with the movie. I am Groot. I am Groot. Yeah. But uh, See, if we I just think... disqualify that one, since we yeah, know that's the winner, what would be the silver medalist in this category? Um, uh, maybe, maybe nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. Or you said it yourself, bitch. We're the Guardians of the Galaxy. I that would think be that's mine. The one. That's mine. Yeah, because I am Groot. Is like the uh, the guy that died at the Oscars always gets the Oscar, except for this last time. Which yeah, was I was gonna say that didn't but, happen this time. But that's that's what I am Groot is to this uh, this category. I think mm. so. Yeah. And plus, they say the the name of the movie in the line, so I mean, it has to be the winner, right? Right. I think so. Yeah. So all right, it's you said it yourself, bitch. Where the Guardians of the Galaxy wins that one. Um, the Lou Brown, give him the heater award for the performance from a bit player that brings the most heat. So my nominees are, uh, Sean Gunn as Craglin. Although I think he's much better in two than he is in one. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I have Benicio del Toro as the collector. Okay. He's good. Yeah. And my personal winner, since he's not one of the main stars is Michael Rooker as Yondu. 
Yeah. I like him a lot better in the second one, too, but he's really good in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, who you got, buddy? Um, well, I'm going to go with uh, Dave Bautista, just because you don't expect a wrestler to uh, be as good as that. And I wouldn't really count him as like one of the main characters, just because he's he's not part of the group as much as like you know everyone else um, yeah i mean like i was like that too like i thought about putting him him in this because yeah. like he's not featured as much as chris pratt or Z- zoe saldana is it saldana or saldana saldana uh, saldana yeah. okay she's yeah. i believe she's part colombian okay i just don't want to get a hateful letter from her later on <laughs> um she can write me and yell at me all she wants <laughs> But I would agree with Russ. I would say Sean Gunn, and um, uh, I would—I I don't remember his name, but the, uh, the actor that played Yondu, yeah. Well, like I—I I really wanted to put Batista, but then like I also thought like, well, the movie's Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's about all of them. Yeah, and it is. Yondu is kind of like a side character that interacts with the Guardians of the Galaxy, so that's why yeah. I left Dave Batista out. Although Dave Batista steals this movie, I, he does. He he really does. Wrestler to do that, and he, yeah. it's almost like when you watch the second one, you almost expect him to let you down. Like, okay, he's not going to be able to top this, but he's actually even better in part two than he is in one. Yeah, I mean, shit, just right there at the beginning when he's stabbing that thing mm. on that. On the, <laughs> yeah, they're like, it's it's just as hard from the inside as it is at the outside. Yeah. He's never going to make it through. Yeah, I was really shocked by how good he was in both of them too. So. Um, Lucas, do you have anybody you want to add to this? Uh, not add. I actually had Benicio del Toro as uh, the collector because mm-hmm. I thought he, you know, if some if somebody in space is trying to collect all these weird objects, they're going to be strange and over the top and just kind of re- a little ridiculous, a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought he played that really well. I think uh, if uh, my wife was uh, involved in this episode she would give it to Benicio Del Toro also because he has Howard the Duck. <laughs> that would be like, oh, he yeah. has Howard the Duck. He wins. Yeah, and that's so funny that they have that obscure reference in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so who who wins this? I'm going with Michael Rooker because I think he's awesome. Adam? Um, I think I'm going to go with Benicio Del Toro just because uh, – you're right. He he gives that weird vibe really good, and you don't you don't expect that in a superhero movie. It's just, it's so off putting. Um. Now, Russ, if this was two, I would agree with you on Yondu, because uh, I think he is. I think he's the best part of Volume Two, uh, yeah, especially. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking line cracks me up every time. But uh, I did have Benicio Del Toro, so... Uh, just as a counterpoint, uh, can Benicio Del Toro whistle and summon a, like, what looks to be a large crochet needle? If no, he, he collected... can just enslave motherfuckers. I was going to say, if he collected Yondu's head, then yes, he could. We'll see how it wouldn't happen, though. Yondu would kill him. All right, so uh, Benicio <laughs> Del Toro true. wins this one. Although I award him that under protest. <laughs> <laughs> you begrudgingly right. award that. Yeah. Um, 
uh, final award, uh, Lucas, have we decided yet whether we're going to like mail these people like the gold star, or, like, you know, the student of the week award for whoever wins the movie? I think <sighs> we should. We, we do need to come up with something like a name for it. And as, as I was looking at this and I noticed that I didn't have a name for it, I was thinking about the Kumite. Um, and I was thinking about that crazy motherfucker that that movie's based on. Oh, uh, you mean the Kumite off of uh, Bloodsport, which is an episode that you can hear anywhere you get your podcast on from the Couch Potato Podcast. But go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I had <laughs> to plug the show. Uh, I'm tr- and it's slipping my mind right now. Uh, Frank Dukes. What's Frank Dukes? You know, like put up so the Dukes. Yeah, so it's like a Frank Dukes award because he won fucking everything. You remember he beat like what was it, five trillion people? Yeah, we did the math, or like they did the math, and like the Kumite would have to have like more than the Earth's population for him to have as many knockouts as he did. He was fucking beating up aliens and shit. Yeah, he's beating up unborn <laughs> children, fucking animals. <laughs> like his like thirty second knockout was like some fucking crocodile that they're about ready to put to sleep, anyways. <laughs> So I don't know. I was thinking about that, but uh, we'll come up with something. But I think we should mail them like the gold, like a gold star, like a certificate, like "Hey, presented by the Couch Potato Podcast, you won the movie." It's like, what well, fuck is well, this? So for me, the winner of this, um, we could probably personally go hand him the gold star because he hangs out in a town that's really close to us. And that's Bradley Cooper. Uh, he hangs out with Dave Chappelle over in Yellow Springs, which is very close to us. Uh, I have Rocket as the winner of this movie. Uh, before we go any deeper into that, you do realize that we wouldn't get within like three miles of Bradley Cooper, right? First off, there'd be an onslaught of women, uh, my fair. wife included. There's also, like, he probably has security. He actually doesn't. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, they just walk down the fucking street over there. Oh, wow. I don't want to be that creepy guy like, hey, don't I know you from something? Here's a gold star. From a, hey, from our podcast, you, you won, won an, an award, award on, on our, our podcast, podcast that you probably will never listen to. But here you go, man. I just wanted to give this to you. If he did, we would fucking explode. It'd be great. I would. I'd just quit doing the show. That'd be the end right there. Like, well, we gave a celebrity an award. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you you're going with Bradley Cooper's rocket? Yes. Uh, Adam, who do you have? Honestly, it's Bradley Cooper as rocket. Really? Yeah. He is the driving force for a lot of the humor in the movie uh, that uh, um, uh, Star-Lord isn't doing anyways. And uh, he has the, I think, a really good backstory. You know, mm. uh, he, He's kind of a broken individual, too, but he spins it in a positive manner, and I think that makes the movie a lot better. Um, that's an excellent choice. Like, I, Rocket is my favorite character of the Guardians uh, series and he's actually one of my favorite Marvel movie characters period I fucking love Rocket Raccoon however uh, the person or people that win the movie for me is Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios win the movie the reason I say that is uh, they kind of took a gamble making this movie and it paid yeah, off it's such obscure characters and they were so new and yeah and, I mean, it's not like this movie did, like, Ant-Man numbers, which Ant-Man has been successful, but, like, in terms of, like, how the Marvel movies have, like, their grosses, it's kind of towards the bottom. It's kind of like with uh, the first Captain America, the first Thor, 
were like successful, but they weren't like these mega hits. Like no one really had heard of the Guardians, and the, like this was a huge hit for them. Huge hit. Yeah. Can you explain the Ant Man hate? Because I think those movies are awesome. I I don't think that they're. I think they're good movies. I I just think that like in terms of Ant Man is kind of a. At least Scott Lang is kind of like a mid-level character. Like, I may have gone with Hank Pym. He's more known as Ant-Man. Somebody's probably going to, like, correct me. If anyone, you know, listens to this show, you can send the hate mail my way. But I know that's not going to happen because no one listens. But I would have maybe made Hank Pym Ant-Man. Maybe he would have been a little bit more notorious. But I don't think Ant-Man gets a lot of hate. I just, in terms of, like... I mean, like, Iron Man started the whole thing off. He's, I think, pretty much considered the most popular in the MCU just because of how much his movies have made. Yeah. You want to hear a cool fact about this movie? What's that? that I I didn't write it down, um, but it, it was, I was kind of, I was thinking about putting it in the uh, Somerset Research Corner. Um, this is the first movie to crack 300 million or 330 million. Without Iron Man in it, so. Oh wow! See, I had something similar to that. That this is the highest-grossing movie ever released in August. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, or actually, cool. it's the highest-grossing, or it's like the only movie released in August to be the highest-grossing movie of that summer. Something like that. Hmm. So, something. Yeah, something it just really it made cool. a shit ton of money either way. Disney was happy with it. But, yeah, I mean, like, uh, that's who wins the movie for me. Is uh, I really think that, like, this could have really bit Marvel in the ass. And if this movie failed, it could have sunk the MCU. I mean, I don't think it would have, but, like, it would have maybe taken a major step back. Yeah. They probably it's, would have at least had, like, second thoughts. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't – I think that if this would have failed – you would have just seen the focus be more on Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. And right. then, you know, tried to, yeah. I would imagine they would have tried to put on the full court press to get Spider-Man involved a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they took a big risk with this, and it, I mean, it paid off for them. I mean, and I think without this, you wouldn't have gotten Ant-Man. You wouldn't right. have gotten Doctor Strange. You wouldn't have gotten Captain Marvel. Which every, Black Panther, which another movie where they pe- people just fucking hate, and I don't understand. What Captain Marvel? People hate that. Like I don't know if you've seen if you've looked online. I think it's because Brie Larson made some uh, comments. Because it did it come out right before the Me Too movement, but I, I know she made some comments, oh. and like a lot yeah. of the fanboys really took offense to it for some odd reason. See, I, I uh, that aside, like. I, I still watch it and I'm like, eh, this is okay. But if it didn't exist, I wouldn't care. That's kind of where I'm at with it too. Like I, I enjoyed Captain Marvel, but it's not one I've revisited a lot. But I also think too, she could be one of those characters. Like, her movies could get better the more you get to know her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, for like Thor, like I thought the Thor one was okay. I thought Thor two was the worst one of this. Like, actually, one of the worst MC movies. Period. Yeah, it's it's in the bottom three probably. But then like Ragnarok is awesome. phenomenal. It's one of the like one of the yeah. better ones. So, and then Love and Thunder coming out. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. part of the Guardians right now, so that's even cooler. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I just think that's like, it's not, I think she's got like Brie Larson specifically kind of got some backlash for some comments that she made. And I don't remember what they were off the top of my head because I wasn't prepared for this, but to address my, Captain my Marvel. My bad. That's all right. We're not professionals here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I think without the Guardians, though, you wouldn't have gotten any of this. I know for a fact you wouldn't have gotten, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have gotten Black Panther. Which yeah. turned out to be one of their bigger movies. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, that and one of their best ones, too. Yeah, that's actually my that's my favorite one. That's my I, favorite I think in terms Marvel of how movie. well it's made, I think Black Panther is top three for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have gotten any of those. Like, I don't think you would have gotten those characters without this one doing well. So that's why I give that award to them. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's hard to argue it. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue that either. Like, Rocket doesn't compare to that. <laughs> no, a... Nothing compares to you, Kevin Feige. Well, that's why, like, I figure who wins the award. It's like, it doesn't have to be an actor or the director. It could just be somebody that was involved with the making of the movie, period. So... It could be anybody. I mean, fuck, we could do, like, when we do a Fast and Furious movie later this summer, like, it could be like, hey, you know what? I don't think any of the actors or the directors won this movie, but you know what? The key grip. That guy fucking brought his A game. <laughs> so I'm Punch giving it him to in him. The face yeah. Real fucking hard. Yeah. Or, like, you know, the, the, the boom mic operator. Like, you really can pick up. You can really pick up some stuff with him. So that guy wins the award. So. You could hear them cheeks clapping in them girls in them booty shorts. <laughs> yeah, when they're they're doing the street racing in uh, Fast Seven, yeah, you can you can hear them. You can just hear like ass cheek on like nylon. He really picks it up. <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys have anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this up, Adam? Uh, I'm well, giving you the floor I... first, Adam, since you fucking shot me a nasty look earlier. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, uh, well, I would like to reiterate that uh, this is the glue that holds uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe together. Uh, like it, it connects all of the movies. Uh, it has the big bad guy Thanos as the, the building up to the Infinity War point. Um, it tells us the lore of the Infinity Stones. Uh, we get that nice explanation from the collector and uh it is probably like we were saying before the reason why uh the infinity saga did so well going forward after it Mm -hmm. lucas do you have anything you want to um no i i mean like we were saying i'm pleasantly surprised by how well the actors did in this like i would have if if you would have told me at the time, Bradley Cooper would have been fucking hilarious, smart ass. I would have never believed you. Well, or, I think he kind of sets he he did that earlier though. He's like really good in The Hangover, playing kind of the same character as, as Rocket, just a little bit dialed down a little bit. He's a fucking yeah. asshole in The Hangover too. I mean, he fucking has kids give him like money for a field trip that he's going to use to spend in Vegas. <laughs> that's not a douchebag. I don't know what is. I mean, I haven't seen The Hangover in so long. Like it, it made me sad with two and three. So. I only, I only remember that because I thought, shortly after I seen that, like, man, if I was a teacher, that's actually a fucking really good idea. 
<laughs> and I can't say that I wouldn't have tried it. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we, you and I are lifelong wrestling fans seeing Batista come in there and just be so excellent mm-hmm. as Drax. Um, you know, he plays a character on wrestling, so you don't really get to see that funny side of him because he's, he was more serious mm-hmm. on the wrestling side. Um, and then Chris Pratt, uh, we, we kind of knew what he had from parks and rec, but you know, him getting into like super good shape and being kind of a, a hero that you can all relate to. Mm-hmm. Like what would happen if, if we were kidnapped by aliens and we started stealing shit and accidentally stumbled upon an infinity stone, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's star Lord. So yeah, I just, uh, I really enjoyed the movie. It is, it's probably top five Marvel movie for me. Right. For sure. Yeah. I mean like, you know, like I was saying earlier though, that like, I just, to me, this is a really good judge of like, when you see something on paper, like give it a chance before you make judgment on it. Cause like I said, I was ready to bury this thing when I read about it. Like, Oh, that's good. Like I said, it's going to suck. Like I have no desire to see this at all. Dude, to that point, you remember we went to the movies and we were fully prepared to fucking just dog on battle Los Angeles. Cause it looked, it didn't look that great. And we're like, Oh, you know what? Fuck it. We'll go see it. If it's shitty, we'll just make fun of it the whole time, and that movie is fucking awesome. It is. That, uh, that's a Lucas and I guilty pleasure. I, I, I seem to have, like, that movie with one of my friends that, like, no one else really likes it, but, like, me and this one friend fucking love this movie, and Battle L.A. is that one for Lucas and I. The movie's awesome. That's, I, that, it, no matter, like, Lucas could try to break into my house for crack money tomorrow. But we always have Battle LA is that bond that keeps us together. <laughs> Boy, I am desperate these days. Hey, you know what? Like Lucas tried to steal my wife's wedding rings, but you know what though? I'll forgive him because we like Battle LA. You just catch, you just catch Lucas's hand in, in the nightstand drawer and you're like, Whoa, what are you doing? And then Lucas just says, Battle LA. Oh, it's it's cool. Uh, it's, it's like, fun. hey, what the fuck are you doing in my wife? <laughs> In my wife's jewelry box. I was trying to find Battle LA, dude. I was like, I can't find it at my house. Thanks, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, this, this is just, like, one of those things, though, that, like, you know, until I've gotten to the point now, like, this really, like, until I see it, like, I kind of reserve judgment. Like, I'll go off Rotten Tomatoes scores. I'll judge them on the trailer, but, like, I'll still probably see it. And, it really goes to show you that Marvel has a formula that works. Cause I mean, they've been able to take every movie that they've done and it's, it's worked. I mean, how many film series like that can do that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the fast and furious as great as they are, they have fast, too fast, too furious. Uh, DC's had their issues with stuff. Uh, Star Wars the same way. You know, like, this is the only film franchise that seems to be, like, they have, they just know how to make a movie work. Yeah. Before uh, Marvel, I mean, it was uh, the rule of even-numbered sequels. Like, all the even-numbered sequels were the best ones. Mm-hmm. And Marvel, it's every sequel, every every movie in the franchise is good. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, and even the worst ones are still, I mean, they have something good about them. I mean, like, Thor yeah. Dark World's got some good stuff in it the incredible hulk 
which I have changed my opinion of a little bit after I watched it again recently. <laughs> it's, it's I still enjoy it, but it's not as good as I remembered it. Oh God, that movie is a steaming pile. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's... Agree to disagree. All right. <laughs> Why don't you two fight about it? <laughs> I've got plenty of memory left on the SD card. <laughs> okay, gang. Well, that's going to wrap up Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Lucas, do you want to tell everybody what we're doing uh, in two weeks? I sure do. If I can pull up my text message and remember, because I'm drawing a blank like Adam here. Uh, in two weeks... <laughs> We are doing Inglorious Bastards. Yep. We're finally visiting a Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, I think we'll save like some of the like Pulp Fiction. We have to do that one in person together. Like that has yeah. to be. Yeah. So um, we can also dance like John Travolta. Yeah. Or uh, recreate the meme that we love so much where, <laughs> where he's standing around like, uh, so <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, so yeah, that one's coming out in a couple weeks. And then... <laughs> After that, we go to a weekly format, which, which uh, very I'm very exciting. excited about. Yeah, uh, and we're uh, kicking that off with the 40th anniversary of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, now, Adam, you are coming on for that one, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because uh, my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, because I know uh, Lucas has expressed to me that he is not too familiar with Indiana Jones. And for me, Indiana Jones is my favorite movie character of all time. So, Indiana Jones is like quintessential adventure movie like it's the adventure movie the end all be all i kind of relate him to video games like tomb raider and uh uncharted those characters are made from indiana jones so mm -hmm. yeah so yeah we've got that coming up it's exciting stuff coming your way so uh be sure to check us out if you haven't subscribe to us uh wherever you get your podcast uh you can Follow us on Facebook at Couch Potato Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, the same thing, Couch Potato Podcast. Uh, we also have an email address, couchpotatopodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to write us to let us know what you think of the show, uh, how much. I will, I will be starting a TikTok, by the way. Yeah, we're going to be on TikTok soon. Uh, you can uh, write us an email letting uh, me know how much uh, I don't know about comic books. Uh, you can also talk about how hot you think Lucas's voice is. Whatever you want. Mm. Send us an email. So uh, we will catch you guys uh, in two weeks with Inglorious Bastards. So until then, we'll see you on the flip side. Bye, everybody. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>